0: hello and welcome to the embrace your destiny podcast my name is sandra dawes and i'm your host and for those of you who might be joining for the first time the embrace your destiny podcast is all about sharing the experiences of women who have been through a challenging time in their life and they share the lessons they've learned and provide advice to anybody who might be going through something similar in their own life and today my guest is lisa marie pepe And she is the confidence coach and online visibility expert for passion, heart-centered women entrepreneurs, and a number one best-selling author of The Art of Unlearning, Top Experts Share Conscious Choices for Empowered Living, and a Motivational Speaker. She trained at the graduate level in both education and clinical psychology with over three years of experience as a successful virtual assistant and social media manager. Lisa Marie empowers her clients to fully embrace their unique gifts and talents by providing them with the skills they develop they need to develop rock-solid confidence and become vibrantly visible online. She has been featured in the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, YFS, and several other noteworthy publications. Lisa Marie has also appeared as a special guest expert on over 40 international telesummits, tell us summits, and has been interviewed on dozens of highly regarded podcasts such as The Seller Life, The Big Movement, and Women in Leadership. So welcome, Lisa Marie. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. So Lisa Marie, why don't we start off with you sharing your journey? Sure. Where shall we start? (laughs) Uh, With entrepreneurship,
1: how I became an entrepreneur. I'm Sort of that journey, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about that. Um, yes, only because there's been multiple journeys throughout my life, right? Yeah, that's a great that's a great story to tell. <laughs> um, so, well, let me first start by saying I never envisioned that I would be an entrepreneur, that I would have my own business, and that I would be working with people from all over the world. So there are days where I still wake up and I'm not quite sure how this all happened, right? Cause I'm in awe of it. it it's so, it, it's, I mean, it's awesome, right? Like I can't describe it any other way than to think, wow, you know? Um, And the reason I say that is because it gives meaning to all of the suffering I went through prior to becoming my own boss. And so you know, I'll take you back just a, just a little bit of time, you know, how did I first get started even and why did I choose this route versus another route? Well, after going to grad school, back to back, um, I know you referenced earlier that I had clinical training and, uh, you know, and also another degree in education and all of that's true, but I worked in those professions and I got really burnt out physically, emotionally, spiritually especially when I was doing clinical psychology work and I decided to take a break and so taking a break for me believe it or not was working in retail because it honestly felt and I know most people hate retail but it felt like this was so easy to me because I had been responsible for like whether someone like got into, you know, uh, a detox program or whether, you know, we were going to hold them or, you know, I mean, I was doing like really, really, really tough work when I was doing clinical work. And so for me, I was like, okay, well, this is really easy to like sell a pair of shoes. And if nobody buys them, like nobody's going to die tonight. That's okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Right. And you don't have to take that work home with you either. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and so it was hard for me to explain to people, but Back then, I was also a huge people pleaser, so I've come a long way from there. Um During that time, I took up the study of massage therapy, and I fell in love with it, so I started doing that, opened my own private practice. And then in 2011, I had a car accident that sent me into a downward spiral of being physically injured, of course, it hurt my neck and my shoulder, which then led to losing my business, losing my passion. I could no longer do massage and really falling into this vortex of um, just depression, anxiety, not feeling good enough, not feeling that I deserved anything better in spite of, in spite of being well-educated, in spite of having the degrees and having the experience. I didn't, I just did not feel good about myself. And I created an external reality to reinforce that. So during that time, I took some really crappy jobs. Um, And it wasn't until I was at the, the job from which I left. And then this is where sort of my awakening began. But I was working in a gym. This was back in 2012. And I was a front desk clerk, you know. So I would sign people up for memberships and things like that. But again, minimum wage, you know, hourly rates, no, you know, um, definitely not full-time, no benefits, no sick days, no health insurance, nothing, working nights, working weekends for like eight dollars an hour. So it was pretty pathetic at that point. And this woman who had come into the gym a lot, uh, that I'd gotten to know kind of called me out on my own crap one day. We who were in the locker room and I was still physically hurting, by the way. Um, I was battling that as well. But when car, you know, car insurance is involved and and the person who hit me had filed bankruptcy. So that was another issue. And, you know, so I was sort of also fighting like this medical slash legal battle on the on the other side. And then I was trying to actually feel good enough about myself that I could look at myself in the mirror and not say something horrible, right? Right. So there I was. I was 32, maybe. And talk about feeling just so lost and not having a purpose, not really. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was just wasting time because I didn't feel like I had more to offer. And this woman called me out on it point blank. One day we were in the bathroom and I was cleaning the bathroom because that was part of my job being a front desk clerk. And along with that, you know, I was emptying trash bins and, you know, wiping down counters and sinks and things like that. And this woman said to me, she'd gotten to know me really well. And she just said, Hey Lisa, she said, can I ask you a question? And I said, absolutely. I said, what's up? And she said, what are you doing? And I just kind of looked at her for face, you know, at face value and I just said, Well, I'm cleaning the bathroom. Like, what's it look like I'm doing? Right. Like so I was being a little snarky, a little sarcastic. <laughs> and she just looked at me again. She's like, no. She's like, I mean, what are you doing? And so this time I got even more facetious and I was like, well, I'm um, let's see. I'm emptying the trash and these little receptacles that they have in the women's (laughs) bathrooms. I was like, do you want to help me? Like, why are you asking so many questions?
0: Right. Meanwhile, she's talking about what are you doing with your life? Yes. Yes. You just said it. And that's exactly what she said to me in her next breath. She said
1: to me, I don't mean, what are you doing right now? She got mad, you know, and she said, I mean, what are you doing with your life and talk about an eye-opening you know holy crap kind of moment that was the first time probably in almost three years since i had had that accident that someone actually is about two and a half years someone actually had the courage to call me out on it
0: and right because she saw the potential that you had forgotten yeah yeah yeah
1: And we had gotten to know one another. So she knew that I was, you know, well-educated. She knew what I really loved doing. And I mean, she really laid into me in a loving way. It was the best tough love I'd ever received. It was, why are you here wasting your time, wasting your effort, wasting your energy and your God-given talent to truly help other people and to truly, you know, impact people in a positive way. Why are you here working part-time for minimum wage, doing a job that quite frankly, someone without a high school diploma can do? And those were her exact words. Right.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> After that little bit of tough love. Yeah, that was
1: like, <laughs> okay then. And I really don't know. I was speechless. I, I, I didn't have a reason. I couldn't, like what was I gonna tell? I, I couldn't keep feeding myself the lies. So I just said to her, I don't know. And she said, well, you best figure it out sooner than later. Cause every day you're here, you're just wasting time. And I thought, holy crap, this lady's right. <laughs> but I also thought holy crap this lady's right
0: right <laughs> now what?
1: what what do you mean like I have to like go get a real job and get up early and go to bed early and like I don't really want to take, take
0: responsibility for your life
1: yes 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 and I was like I I don't want it I can't I can't do that I don't know how to do that I've never worked a job like that I had always, I mean, with the exception of the ones I got burned out at, so I took that as a sign that well, that kind of life just didn't work for me, right? Uh, the lies we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. And so, I, you know, my 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 higher self, right? Which, and I am spiritual, and I use the word God uh, very much. That night, and I just said, God, I I have no idea what I'm doing. I said, I don't know. But I need you to show me because I'm I know that I can't stay where I'm at, but I'm also scared to death because I don't know what else to do. And I trusted and I prayed and I listened and I wrote and I journaled and I researched. And I thought, okay, well, it's time to put your big girl panties on and, you know, get get a career at least, right? Like, get get yourself into like an actual position where you would, you know, be like, I don't say like um, excited every day to wake up, but at least you'd be satisfied, right? Like, it's more than okay. I got to work like a three hour shift here or two hour shift here. Like, it would be doing something that I at least went to school for. So within a couple of weeks time, by the grace of God, I really did like a 180. I mean, I hired like a professional resume writer because I had no idea how to do that. How do you explain that kind of a gap? Oh, went from working as a, you know, drug and alcohol detox clinician to selling shoes to working at a gym, like literally if you looked at my history, it looked like I just kind of got like fallen off the face of the earth. Right. But now here I was trying to apply back to these professional jobs and careers. So during that time I had a lot of anxiety, but I stayed the course. I I just I kept praying and trusting and and journaling and I kept myself very busy by researching. You know, I decided, okay, what's gonna be the the safer thing for me right now? Because I still felt kind of raw and I didn't think I was ready for. Psychology again. I didn't think I was ready to go that deep into it again. So I went back and found that I could use my skills from my master's in education and I got hired as a special education paraprofessional, which I loved. I actually loved it. And for the first time in about four years, I Felt like this is so good. Like I get up now and I was getting up early. I was going to bed early. Like I was living like an adult, right? And making an adult's salary. (laughs) And then I got the news that I had to have surgery on the shoulder that I had injured three years ago, like three years before in that accident. So that surgery was in 2014. And when I woke up and they told me that there was a lot more damage than they had previously thought and that I would have to have a longer recovery period and it would be more intense, Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm going to have to stay out of work. Uh, I'm not going to get paid because I had only been with that district for less than one year and only had a one-year contract, as it was. And I was bored out of my mind while I was recovering because I wasn't allowed to do anything besides go to physical therapy and be tortured and come back home in agony. So I needed something. I needed a purpose. I needed something to wake me up every day to bring joy into my life again because I had had it right I had had it working in the school district and I was craving that I didn't want to fall back again and that is when I started my wellness coaching business and that's what I did for the first year and a half that I was online and as I grew through that because certainly those first couple of years, you don't know what you're doing at all.
0: Right. <laughs> Trying to reinvent the wheel and all. Oh my God. You don't...
1: <laughs> Please. I, I look back on that and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I was a hot mess back then, but it's okay. You know, it, it was all, it was all meant to be. And from the wellness coaching developed the confidence coaching, which is really, for me was more using, you know, my psychology background and really doing a deep dive, helping women women entrepreneurs to really understand what was holding them back, getting in the way, because I understood it. I understood it so much um, that I couldn't help but want to help those people because I could see myself in them, my former self.
0: Yeah, I think that that's when you can be of the best service though too, right? When you've been through those things and can talk, not just from a theoretical standpoint, from from your own personal experiences.
1: Yes, I would agree with you a thousand percent. I feel like those who have been through hell and back are the ones you want to listen to because they're on their way back, right? Or they're already back. They didn't didn't fall off the deep and stay there, right? They they found a way to muster through, to power through, to get through their own personal hell and manage to rebound and find a way back on their feet. And so those women became my clients. Those women became my supporters, uh, my social media followers. And through all of that, it developed over time. And then as I was building an online business, it, I I guess whatever I was doing, cause again, I was like a fish out of water, you know, but I knew some things worked. And of course I educated myself. I'm a lifelong learner. So if I don't understand it, I'm going to send it to YouTube or Google and I'm going to get on there and I'm going to just pay attention. Um, And that's how I started to really build the visibility aspect of my business. And then, of course, people were saying to me, Okay, I don't understand how you're everywhere. Like I see your stuff on all the social media platforms. I see you have a big following. It's all organic. You're not doing ads or paying anybody to do it. So what are you doing? And that was about two and a half years ago when someone first asked me how I was actually successfully running an online business. And I thought, well, that's a really good question. I don't know. Because I was just doing it (laughs) and I reverse engineered it. And so now that is what I teach other female entrepreneurs to do. Those who are just, um, either they've been in the online space for a couple of years and they're still not quite sure how this whole thing works. They don't know what they need because they don't know they need it. And it just blossomed into confidence and visibility, confidence and visibility. And as I continued to work with my coach and other women and then got testimonials and things like that. And so where I'm at today, again, I never envisioned this as a little kid. It wasn't like when I grew up, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and coach women, like
0: you know, right? he was like, yeah. I'm going to
1: be a lawyer or I'm going to be a teacher or you know, whatever. And when this opened up for me, I thought, this is absolutely beautiful. This is amazing. This is incredible to have women from all over the world that I can serve. Knowing that what I'm speaking of and teaching on is really based off of my own personal experience, plus that which I've invested in over time to hone my own skills. So knowing what actually does work, having systems that work, teaching women systems that work, as opposed to just saying to them, oh, just do what you love, right? Do what you love, you'll get paid. Well, yes, but you still have to know how to run a business. (laughs) Right. And you have to feel confident enough
0: in yourself to be able to run a business. Lisa, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from this experience? Oh, Lord. Um, You never know
1: what God has in store for you. That's what I really feel like. And it gives it it gives meaning to all of the suffering I went through previous to it.
0: Yeah, I think that um, my biggest, the lesson I keep learning as I do these interviews is that everything really does happen for a reason. And I'm sure if anybody's been listening to the interviews as they've been released, I sound like a broken record. But <laughs> I do really feel like when I hear women share their journeys and the struggles and the emotional and physical pain sometimes that they've experienced and hear where they where that journey took them and where they're at right now I realize that like that wouldn't have happened like that success that you're achieving right now or that happiness or that fulfillment that you're experiencing right now never would have happened in the way that it has happened had you not been through that fire whatever that fire looked like
1: Yes. I would agree with you hundred percent. Um, yeah. I, how would I know what that feels like? How would I know how to help another human who's going through the same exact things or very similar things, right? We, our situations are different, but we all know what it feels like to feel scared, to feel alone, to feel depressed, to feel worried. To feel, I mean, we can all, we can, we have that in common, right. As humans. So that crosses gender, you know, I mean, it crosses gender, of course, but it crosses all kinds
0: of barriers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Economical boundaries, racial boundaries, religious boundaries, all of it. Yeah.
1: You know, I talk with women who are over in Europe. I have a client who's in Nairobi. I just signed a client from Nairobi and it's like, she has the same struggles that women here in the United States have, of not Knowing quite what to do in this online space and she doesn't have as much confidence as she wants. And I mean, and that is something that actually has been tremendously eye opening for me. I've sort of gotten this secondhand experience of working with women from all over the world from places I didn't even know existed. And, and it's beautiful. It really is to know that we are all connected and that we can help one another and lift each other up and hold space for one another.
0: Yeah, because we have so much in common, you know, regardless of the differences that exist. And I think that that that's so interesting, that if we focused on all that we have in common, that we would not, we would lose sight of the things that make us different. Because I think a lot of times we focus on our differences and that doesn't, in a, in a, in a way that doesn't serve us, if that makes any sense. Yes. But when we, um, can come together and realize that we have so much more in common than we ever thought possible, whether it's somebody two houses away from you or somebody, you know, on the other side of the world that, that I think is a beautiful thing because it realize it makes you realize how yeah connected we truly are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's,
1: That's where I feel like I just have the most, for me, it's very gratifying and it, it fuels my soul to want to be, you know, a better person and want to truly just help others because I recognize where they're at. And I feel like life is hard enough. Like why make it harder for anybody else? Right. Like, that's not my job. You know, like we do a number on ourselves. Like why? Why? Why not do something to lift somebody up as opposed to putting them down?
0: Right. Or just watching them sort of drown and not do anything to help them out. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's one of the reasons why, like, I even have a membership site that's $37 a month, right? I do that because I know there are women who are very truly sincere about wanting to build a business and a life that provides them with, you know, income and freedom and all of that great stuff. But again, just getting back to basics, like if you don't know how to set up things, if you don't know how to survive in this, this online space, it's either going to be a hobby, an expensive one at that, or it's going to be a business. And so that was, that was big for me just to really have that turning point where I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. So I really am a business owner now. You know, like I have to do these business owner things that. (laughs) like you know yes do what you love you will you know the money will follow all of that's true but the money needs somewhere to be taken in at least right like some women don't know that they need a paypal account right so i also love teaching just those the basics they look yeah. like little yeah you're that's so funny you said basics because that's the name <laughs> of the membership it's business basics boot camp um but yeah essentially that's exactly what what you just said is exactly what i yeah <laughs> you know, like that's what you guys need to get started. And how many people don't know that because they don't know that they need to know. It?
0: Right. And we don't know what we don't know at the end of the day. Right. Um, Lisa Marie, what advice would you give to somebody who's, who's struggling in their life right now, who, whether they went through, you know, an injury that they're rehabilitating from, or just sort of at the point that you were at when you were working at the gym and had somebody, you know, really challenge you and question what it is that you were doing with your life, what kind of advice would you give to them?
1: Um, I would say that you need to make peace with yourself. Yes. <laughs> and that requires forgiving yourself for things that you have been holding on to. For God only knows how long. It could be baggage from when you were a child, when your fourth grade teacher put a big, big red X on your paper and told you that you were stupid. So many of us take that, right? That stuff that gets thrown at us as we grow up. And it happens to everybody. It doesn't matter if you come from a great family or if you have, you know, serious dysfunction in your family society at large is constantly telling us that we're not enough. This is what magazines are meant for. This is what TV commercials are meant for, right? There's always something that we're not good enough. are not good enough.
0: And I feel like- Right, or you need the, the new car or the new dress or the new whatever the no. to make yourself <laughs> like happy. Like it's the exact
1: opposite. I know so many people that, you know, they try to fill up the empty void by buying, right? Um, I have a friend, one of my very good friends from childhood is like this. Yeah. She is very rarely in meaningful relationships. And she's sort of like chronically dating. And yet she goes out and buys top line everything, you know, and yet she's completely miserable Like if you talk to her. So she's got this, you know, whatever, you know, gorgeous car. She's got a great wardrobe. She's got, you know, everything looking all fabulous. You know, the eyelashes and everything like that. But then when I talk to her, it's like she has zero
0: self-esteem. Right. Right. So everything is good on paper, but in reality. Exactly. Yeah. Right. She's
1: got a six-figure corporate job. And it's like, okay, yeah, and, right? Yeah. So... For me, that's been, I don't know, I I feel like you have to forgive yourself for anything you're holding on to. And I'm also going to throw in there that you probably have to forgive others. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not condoning any kind of behavior or acts or anything like that that were, you know, deplorable and, and, you know, should they have ever happened? No, Um, but you have to set yourself free. Because if you don't, then that other person wins, right? Like they win, they get what they, they came after. And the best way to take back your personal power and to take like, just to own who you are without any fear or without any, even just like, you don't, you don't have to be afraid to be judged or anything. You just, you feel good about who you are. Like in order to do that, you really do have to let go. And sometimes it's other people. Sometimes it's ourselves. And most often it's both.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I think that when we, when we do that, then the things that we want for our lives and sometimes don't even know that we want for our lives start to flow to us. So I think that yeah holding on to that resentment not being able to forgive ourselves and others is just we're just blocking blessings from ourselves and so we have to find a way to to truly let go and not allow those things to to hold us back from creating the life we really want for ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Lisa Marie, thank you so much for sharing your experiences, your journey and um your words of wisdom. I'm sure that the listeners will, will gain a lot from it. And for those of you who are listening, who don't have access to your computers right now, laptop, tablet, whatever, um, you can come back to the show notes and check out Lisa Marie and, um, we'll have links to her website, her social media, so you can connect with her and learn more about what she does and what she's doing. So again, thank you so much, Lisa Marie. And um, thank you to the listeners. Have a great day and an awesome week.